Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. Welcome to another episode of the Sneaker History Podcast. I'm going to start today's episode with a random question. If you could be an infinity stone, what stone would you be? Hit us, Rowan. I would be the space stone because I take up so much space. And speaking of taking up so much space, listener, this is the third time we've tried. So truly, I've spoken this into existence because the sheer amount of space in terms of the recording... <laughs> And my second answer would be the actual gauntlet itself that Robbie's currently giving me the finger as in, like, wrap it up, B. So I will be wrapping it up. Mike, what are we thinking? It's funny because I have the similar, you know, reason for my choice. I'm going to choose Reality Stone because it's like I'm in a loop at this point for doing this a third time in a row. Uh, So, Robbie, this is the only one that's worked. (laughs) Only one. Um, Doctor Strange, just one. Like, is, yeah. and, and Nick Engvall got snapped away. That's why he's not here. <laughs> he's we love gone. you, Nick. Where you at? Um, this all started because I keep this Infinity Gauntlet Lego next to my desk at all times, and I keep it with the middle finger at all times just to remind myself I'm not even in charge. Um, so uh, maybe ask. I'm going to be the Power Stone, personally. Yeah, that's fair. Um, fire beams. You know, but a great Lego build, if you're looking for a small desk piece, the Infinity Gauntlet is a very nice um, Lego build. That's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> I, I may have gifted that to my brother-in-law once he graduated high school. So, great. That's awesome. a good move. It's a good one. I wanted to start the episode with some um, little bit light and airy because a lot of people probably aren't going to like the main topic today. But it's a conversation worth happening because it is sneaker history when... A potentially brand new thing is happening. So we'll be talking more on that in a moment here. But Mike, do you want to start us off with some rocking and copping? Yes, sir, I will. Um, so my rocking is going to be my Cloud Monsters, on Cloud Monsters. Been trying to get my behind up and running some more again because I got lazy all of a sudden. Love this shoe. Best runner I put my foot in in a long time. Um, copping is going to be the Jordan 8 playoff. I would hope that I can get a pair of those. I feel like there should be a million of them floating around. So we'll see. And um, that's what I got right now. Maybe uh, a Power Ranger Master Morpher if Hasbro does not try to take every dollar in my pocket for it. So that's for my nerds out there. <laughs> for your woes. <laughs> what you got, right? Honestly, I was going to go nose, nerds <laughs> over everything. What are you rocking and copping, man? Uh, so what I am copping, hopefully, would be those J Baldwin 3s. Those are pretty nice. Uh what I'll be rocking in about 30 minutes or so. There is a soccer cleat, the Tampa Legend 10, and mm-hmm. they came out with a Protero all-white colorway, which I think was mm. a homage to the Kobe Bryant Protero 8. But the thing that was interesting to me was, for such a hype beast pedigree, there was no mention of it on sneakers, and it was a very easy cop directly off .com. So that's that what I'm... the specs all over it? Like it looks like the blueprints with all white? Yes. That's oh, I love that cleat. 
Apparently, there's only 5,000 of them, so then I can still say, I'm still a collector. Yeah, it's it's also one of those things that's very breathtaking in person, so I don't know if I want to muddy it up and sell it up uh, with some hooligans that I play pick up with. But yeah, great shoe. That's what I'm rocking. That's what I'm copping. Robbie, how about you? Double up, man. If they're just sitting there and no one's uh, taking advantage of it, buy one to collect and buy one to, to rock. One for the desk, one for the pitch. Pitch, please. Pitch perfect. Um, yes. No, I've had the flu all week, so I really haven't worn any shoes. So I'm going to take it back to what I wore when I was sick. I'm pretty sure the Seattle Mariners games got me sick. Um, but I wore the um, ES-22, the Emmett Smith Retro, and I chose to bring these back out and show you guys because these shoes at a Seattle Mariners game got so much love from people. And what's funny is... No one knew what they were. I think only one person said, like, got the shoe right. They were naming every other football player. They were just, like, getting it completely wrong, or they were just, like, being really anecdotal, like, oh, my friend had those growing up, or because a lot of alcohol was flowing. So just people started <laughs> just talking talking their truths as they saw the ES-22s, and um, this hilar- hilarity ensued. Every time someone tapped me on the shoulder, I was like, talk about my shoes. He's like, oh, those, those, are those the worn saps? Like... No. So it's funny you mention Emmett Smith because on the way back from New York, uh, we were flying Delta, and Delta has a pretty decent video library now. Your boy watched Little Giants, and who should happen to pop up on my screen but one Emmett Smith? And it was yes. one of those things where I'm like, that's a movie that's kind of gotten lost in the annals of the golden era of ni- uh, 90s kid sports movies. But yeah. whenever we decide to do another film club, maybe next summer, I'm willing to bring that up and making that a watch along for all of sneaker history for the lols and the hot, hot 90s fashion. I miss that. That'd be a good lols. one. <laughs> and, you know, and, uh, nine, speaking of 90s, these are more 1980s, but a 90s kid well, I feel like would be wearing the shoe. Um, for Coppin, we got here the undefeated. Converse weapon. I traded out the cream laces for the green laces because I was just sick on the couch yesterday and bored. Um, loving the shoe. Very big, you know, maybe a Green Bay Packers fan in ninety in ninety one would be wearing these. I don't know. Uh but they have the undefeated play dirty branding on the uh on the Y bar on the medial side. Undefeated branding here. It's a super clean. I love weapons. It's not my third pair of weapons I've had. Um big fan of weapons, man. You can buy these now. There's the New York pair celebrating the opening of their flagship store for the first time in New York. That's in white and gray coming out soon. The white and green you can buy now. Go cop that. Those are clean. I need to get a pair of weapons. I haven't had a pair since, I don't know. They're, man, so very small tangent. They are built very similarly to a Jordan 1, but mm-hmm. if, like, the Jordan 1 just, like, didn't work out for six months and, like, gained 40 pounds... <laughs> Um, you would have the feel of the weapon. It is. It's like everything about it is puffier. The toe box feels more rounded. It's very comfortable. I mean, it's way more grippy. Like, these are like deep grooves, kind of like a boot. Uh, I don't still see how this was good for basketball. Uh, Like, it's just so, I don't know if it's the same outsole, but it's way more boot-like than like a Jordan 1 tread. But it's just puffy, man. It's big and puffy. But it fits very, very much like a Jordan 1. Okay. Interesting. Anywho, speaking of new things, different things, man, Kyrie went ahead and had his debut as the, I think, is it creative officer or creative director? 
he has some particular title. Um, but as He's the man at Anta, and um, I stumbled across the video feed a couple days ago when I was scrolling, um, and I don't have any other way to describe it other than it had me captivated. I want to start the conversation that way. Um, there's a little bit of insight here. Um, there's a particular shoe he's going to be wearing until his signature line comes out. Um, a whole... Okay, I just want to say I was interested. And if you saw him, black suit, t-shirt, kind of Uncle Phil vibes. Um, and his debut, but like a Native American twist on it. Like a black Native American fun Phil night. I don't know. But it's the suit with the sneakers and the t-shirt underneath. With his own logo, gave me big Uncle Phil vibes. Um, I'm a, when shut you, up for when a you second. say big Uncle Phil vibes, I think of another. I was thinking straight first print at first. Poignant like, like no, <laughs> not thinking more. Philip Banks. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking Phil more. I, I recognize. No, colloquially, Uncle <laughs> Phil, Phil Knight of one Nike fame. Um, but that's hilarious. I know. <laughs> of course, Uncle Phil's black already. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's what key means. Like, oh, he means Phil Knight, because clearly. <laughs> yeah, I think there's certain demographics across the world. That's a great uh, heads or tails discussion of who's the real Uncle Phil and show your work. That's not a question. I'm sorry. Like, but no, I mean, no. Now that you know what Phil Knight, I'm what Phil yeah, I'm talking I, about, I, Uncle yeah, Phil. I picture the picture. Do you not kind of see? Were yeah. you interested? I'll give the floor to you guys. But I was just interested. <laughs> I was captivated, and I was like, it's a little Uncle Phil. <laughs> uh. So that wasn't my first thought, but now that's all I can see after you hear after hearing it. My first thought was that, and it sounds crazy, uh, this is is that he actually looked genuinely excited to be there. Looking at some of the old Nike stuff, I mean, clearly he was excited to have his own signature line with Nike when he was there. But something about this, he just seemed like almost like more like loose, like very excited to be there. Really, just like not because Kyrie always seemed like a. When it was like those press releases and stuff with Nike, those press tours seemed kind of uptight. But here he was just kind of like playing around in like the little tent thing, whatever it was. The uh, all that stuff. He just looked like he was just having a good time there. And if you listen to him talking about the shoes he's wearing, was it the Shockwave Five? Um, he was throwing like subtle jabs at Nike. If you listen to that, like some of those kind of undercover, like backhand things, like oh, this is premium technology. This is like basically the best thing I've ever worn. I know he had to say that. But just the way it was just kind of coming off, almost was kind of like, yeah, this is better than my stuff I had before. Yep. No, um, a common trope that I've been talking about recently on this series is winning the press conference, winning the game. Mm-hmm. He won the press conference. We're mm-hmm. talking about it. There does seem to be a unchained aspect about it. I mean, Mike, the analogy I've always used with Kyrie, especially in the later Nike promotional materials, is a kid that is wearing a suit, taking a photo at a wedding. Like, he can't wait to rip that off, wear a t-shirt, and play Minecraft. And now he truly has the creativity at his thing, and that's what it's supposed to be because, per his title, he's the chief creative officer for Anta. Mm-hmm. And I think about that video that you both shared with me, the Uncle, uh, the infamous Uncle Phil video, but even the uh, factory, uh, factory tour walk that he did where he was also just kind of seemingly in his element in a way that we haven't seen before and granted it's one of those things the other analogy i use and maybe i keep going back to this metaphor because Kyrie to me always has had this little kid energy mm-hmm. and a little kid sometimes the thing he or she covets most is getting out of the shadow of their bigger sibling and the thing with nike is whenever you're a nike athlete the swoosh always comes first it's a nike signature shoe this is that rare dynamic flip where it's a Kyrie shoe that 
and to mate. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be very interesting to see because if there's one thing little brothers and little sisters like, it's being a big brother to somebody else. And that's what the energy I'm getting off this video. Yeah. Precisely. Mike, you saying how it felt very, like, much looser, uh, mm-hmm. I wholly agree about that. Um, even in his press conference when he was describing the tech um, and it catered to his game, there was like the cater to his game speech, which every brand uses to describe any signature yeah. shoe of any sport, because no shit, Sherlock, it's catered to the person <laughs> debuting the shoe. But there was like no PR rehearsal feel behind yeah. that interview. Obviously, it's very, everything in China tends to be presented as very buttoned up. And I feel like this was him even sliding in there, um, ear to the ground. That's a saying we use in America, yeah. or an ear to the street. Mm-hmm. It's like him even having, and he, I could tell, I watched it four times. He then remembered to say, in America, we had this saying. He's comfortable. He's just like going off, he's riffing, which a lot of brands don't like, a lot of leagues don't like, yeah. a lot of things don't like. Yeah, but it's indicative of who he is as a basketball player as well. Kyrie is best suited when you essentially allow him to freestyle or improvise. And it is that media training that is now washed off of him. And the thing that's going to be really interesting is he having to police himself as opposed to having an external person kind of being like, Kyrie, don't forget to mention this aspect of the shoe or don't forget to mention that aspect of the shoe. To your point, Robbie, and I kind of chatted with Mike about this while you were kind of figuring out some of the back end stuff of this episode. The shoe, to me, almost feels like a, I would say, a sibling of the Curry line from the Under Armour. And, Mike, like, you and I were chatting about this. Mm-hmm. Does that feel warranted? Because I think if there's a signature shoe and a signature athlete to compare Kyrie's playing style to, it may be Steph in terms of how their handle dictates every aspect yeah. of their game. Yeah, and I can agree with you. Showing it, like, the shoe you showed me, first of all, I didn't know it even existed. I think both of us were in kind of the same boat. They're like, huh, they didn't even know this was a thing. But with that low top, that kind of aggressive look is definitely there's some shared idea behind it because, again, they're going to be – if you can compare a few players in the league, it's not far off to compare Steph and Kyrie in a sense of how they flow when they play. Uh, really, I've even heard people say, like, Kyrie doesn't really go in for, like he, – he's not really going in to study the person he's guarding. He just flows based on how the game is going. And – the way that shoe is, that, that way it's built, even though this is not his signature, I think this shoe makes a lot of sense for him. And, you know, listeners, uh, we had a hot take in our text message thread before we started, and I honestly think this is a better-looking shoe than any of his Nike stuff. Now, I'm not saying performance-wise, because I th- think that the Kyrie line performed well. I love this one of my favorite lines to play in. But visually, just first look, being able to see it, I, I love the way this shoe looks far more than what Nike has put out with him. And it seems like there's so much more that can be done in like different colorways or stories that he likes to tell. I think it's some of the things he's did with Nike and then looking at that shoe, like the storytelling can be just fantastic when it comes to like the different paneling, the way the shoe's shaped, just a lot of things can be done with that sneaker. So kind of kind of like Steph Curry. Well, also kind of not. So Steph is the singularity with Under Armour basketball. Um, mm-hmm. There's other people who wear Steph stuff, but he is the sun in which everything rotates around with Under Armour basketball. Anta has clay. Anta has Gordon has Hayward. had other athletes. Okay. Yeah, Gordon Hayward. He's also they've had Chandler Parsons in 2015. They've tried a lot of different things, but um, out, yeah, outside of clay, um, Kevin Garnett. 
But oh, yeah, I think a really good comparison, Rajon Rondo. Um, there's a lot of people who have worn <laughs> clay. Just naming um, dudes. <laughs> Baron Davis. Um, but like the the point guard position, Michael. it's crazy. He is. It's it's very much like Steph Curry in that sense where. I went on that little tangent to explain that there are other shoes and athletes in Anta, but like they're positioning this Kyrie debut like a Steph Curry Curry line debut, the guy. which which Clay gets ton of fanfare in China. He goes there every summer to debut his new shoe. They love him there. This is being debuted at Anta's like proprietary basketball, think like Red Bull Street Ball basketball tournament, like three on three basketball stuff they do. Um, but this is all Anta. They're debuting Kyrie's basketball shoe at, in that venue. And the reason why I emphasize that point is because so many of this press stuff, like Nike having a whole world basketball thing at Lincoln Center, of course it's about basketball too. But this is like Kyrie is a baller. Kyrie will, will tell you he only cares about hoops. He doesn't care about press perception. He's mm-hmm. supposed to go out there and hoop. And when you debut a shoe and bring the athlete – and debut it on a basketball court, like in the heat of an actual basketball event. I think it's really just showing he's about, it's all about business, right? It's just all about the basketball portion. Kyrie, of course, wants it to get bigger and everything, but you just don't debut this shoe during a live basketball event happening international. It's just so much about the spirit of hoops which I think so much about Kyrie is, we can hate about so much other things about Kyrie, but if you yeah. just get really, really small, right, tone in, and it's him as a basketball player, it's kind of freaking hard to hate. So it's well, just like about the sport so much. So taking that point, taking a step further, think about it. Kyrie's actually uh, debuted this shoe already in the, well, not the Drew League, but what was he playing in? I don't, I don't think it was Drew League, was it? Some pro am somewhere. Some pro, but he was wearing the shoe once he once the shoe was finished. He was playing in that sneaker after he took up. He like when he was done with all his taped up Nikes, he was playing in the the, the Shockwave Five already. If you go back to some of those YouTube videos, and of course you know sneaker YouTube or not sneaker YouTube, but sneaker Instagram has already taken pictures of him in it. So it's awesome that they actually debuted the sneaker on his foot. To say, have you guessing what is this? Wait, what is this? What is this? What is this? Then we go to a formal meeting at another basketball tournament. So it's really cool. Like you said, keeping in the spirit of who's getting back to what it was is not like, oh, I got a, you know, I have an influencer wearing this shoe who does nothing to do with basketball, showing it off. But it kept it in the spirit of what it's about, hooping, basketball. And like it was, I mean, for us when we were younger, I mean, still the age of the internet, of course, right now. But when we would see a new shoe, it was on court. And then you see some advertisement from the athlete. Then you go buy it. And it's almost like they kept that same kept it in the same vein yeah that same concept when it with this debuting because you saw it on his foot first just putting in some of these crazy you know games together and these pro-ams which we all know Kyrie to do and now he's going to show it to the world and it's kind of this more um large large scale setting so I, i'm pretty excited for the shoe i want to try it out I've, um that's just i love performance basketball everyone knows that at this point it's just the new thing is always something i want to put on my foot so I'm, I'm really see what it's all about until we get his actual, you know, his actual signature model. What a year or two from now? Yeah, I mean, early, early returns are good, and it's also one of those things where 
he's paying homage to, I think, a thing that the three of us especially grew up on, and I don't know what the modern-day equivalent of the N1 Street Ball Tour is, and maybe it is these pro-ams, because everybody now gets to be their own cameraman, and everybody has that ability to make whatever game they're watching the most important game of the moment. Mm-hmm. The other thing that you guys have mentioned, and it's kind of been a hallmark of this particular episode, is the concept of business, right? And we were also raised on this ideology that athletes want to aspire to follow the Michael Jordan model in terms of sneaker uh, sponsorship and ownership. I think it's flipped a little in the sense that now I think one of the other things that Stephen Curry's done is he's kind of changed the game because that is probably a more attainable way to get a sneaker sponsorship or advertisement just because of the fact that he did exactly what Robbie had alluded to. He became the son. He became the heliocentric approach that is Under Armour basketball. And now if I'm an anti, if I'm a Lee Ning, I would assume that's an easier playbook to follow as opposed to mm-hmm. trying to copy and paste from the Jordan playbook. Lastly, what I will say about Kyrie in this sense is the fact that it will come back to what Mike alluded to, which is the performance. Kyrie historically has not been the most durable of players. And let's say this, if there is a similar sea change event happening where for whatever reason whenever curry put those under armors on that first year and he led them to the title if anta can do that and they can give us not only a full regular season Kyrie, but a deep playoff run as well that's where the legitimacy of the shoe has been established and that yeah. will even set up greater expectations and rightfully so for the signature model because way we're talking about this shoe it's a signature shoe but it's not this is a stock offering it's the Shockwave 5. I don't think, correct me if I'm wrong, you guys are the sneaker historians. There's never been a player that's been associated with the Shockwave line from an Anta perspective, has there? At least not that they've talked about. I mean, it could be some of those guys who are signed and don't have a SIG, but this is the first time I've ever heard the model. So, likely I think you're in, right on track. Likely a Chinese athlete, just to clarify, like we're not thinking the U.S. is all heliocentric. Fair, fair. Um, yeah, for sure. So, likely somebody on this earth but in our in our hemisphere no in our in our league no um and Rowett, i left that point because this isn't his signature shoe and in that press conference he brings up how he's excited to wear the shockwave five until his joints are ready to go and he brings up creators and speaking about the shoe like it's an art piece he wants people to Mm -hmm. come in and remix it ad color i think there's going to be a real push and i'm very very curious to see who if any name brand people go in this project with them but that shockwave 5 has been shown like mike was saying in the drew league or whatever program it was it was only black only white two Mm -hmm. very simple colorways everything we see here on out on Kyrie's feet on a shockwave 5 i guarantee you is going to be something crazy special if you just google shockwave 5 the colorways they already have out, they can be pretty out there. Um, there's oh, yeah. going to be a lot of fun. I think, I think this fun is going to be the best way for me to describe it. But he wants to invite people to work, like FaZe Clan and LeBron. Um, FaZe mm-hmm. Clan, come do your whole thing on my silhouette. You want to add an extra swoosh? You want to play around with the materials a little bit? Killer, go do it, boys. From video games to the hoops. I think you're going to see that same kind of attack plan on the shockwave fives all day and i think it's gonna work it's a cool looking shoe i haven't said anything about this shoe personally both of you have um i have never worn an answer i'm not gonna front like i've ever had any yeah, interest same. in wearing one because my interest in my life has been zero my interest now from seeing Kyrie in this press conference is now up to like a 45 
It's not at 50%. That's I'm not, a lot I'm, not, I'm not there yet. I mean, if we're talking 100 and over 50 is a threshold of buying, I'm getting close to being interested in buying. If, like, yeah. an 80% is a sure I want that and 90% is an Instacop, 100% is you're going to murder somebody for the shoe. Like, whatever, oh. whatever, allegedly. whatever, right? Allegedly. Yeah, like allegedly. That's going over the top. So let me yeah. ask you this, Robbie, for the $150 question. I'm assuming that's what the shockwave costs. What would be the thing, the number one thing that would cause you to buy it? Baby boy, let me tell you this. Shockwave 5 is like 98 um, oh, to 115, yeah. would, I've been what saying. What would cause you, in the immortal words of one Robbie earlier in the episode, to gop one to rock and one to stock? Oof. Well... Man, uh, I don't. Ky- I mean, it working out a little bit because the dark matter is ninety six dollars. Um, it looks pretty damn good. I'm gonna get a lifetime fitness. I mean, or an LA Fitness membership here pretty soon. I'll have access to an indoor basketball court for the first time in like six, seven years. So there actually might be a place for the Shockwave Five. It really does come down to. Like you said, how it performs, not how it performs. I'm sure the shoe itself performs fantastic. That's not in question in my book. It's how Kyrie performs. Is he on his best behavior through d- December? Let's let's call December the, the, the point, right? If he can give me a month and a half, two and a half months, or two months-ish of, like, good Mavs basketball, and I'm not feeling weird, I won't feel weird about getting this. I don't feel any so- more weird... About wearing this than I would wearing a, La- a Lamello Puma. Really, when I think about it, I don't know why people draw that line. I know I historically did till about eight seconds ago. So, so right. was, <laughs> I just found out something. So that link you sent me, uh, Robbie, I thought it was just there's two versions of this shoe. So there's the Shockwave Five, which is the dark matter, like ninety something dollars. Scroll down, there's a Shockwave Five Pro, that is gonna hit you a hundred dollars more. So one ninety. Uh. Some of them, like, I, I guess the site we're looking at is a resale site right now, but it is at, at minimum like $100 more expensive. You have, I guess, an elite version for those who want to, you know, try to compare it to something, looks like. So I, I have two things. The first thing is this. Historically, Antas have been expensive, right? Especially with the way of Wade line. If, I remember you guys telling me that previously. That's leading. Oh, yeah. well, there you go. But yes. I'm is, uh, they're, they're, they're go ahead and pull myself in timeout after I make this next point. So uh, <laughs> that sound you hear is thousands of people taking off their headphones and chucking their phone or listening device against the wall. They're fine. It, We're human. Tell them it's all right. They'll be there. Yeah, no worries. But the other thing to Robbie's point, right? I was looking at the NBA Christmas schedule because lo and behold, for a certain demographic of fan, that used to be the day when the new hotness would come out for a sneaker. And lo Mm. and behold, who's got that closer spot at 7.30 Pacific? It's the Phoenix Suns with Devin Booker and Kevin Durant against the Dallas Mavericks of Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving. And we're going to see Nike basketball against a competitor, is how I would say. Whether that competitor's (laughs) internal, a la Jordan, or it's ex- (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's a good place to showcase something. I mean... I will. I hope they bring back a strong Christmas shoe for everybody. But I would love to see what Kyrie does here. So price is a interesting and important thing to bring up. None of us had before. They, they are all. They're not cheap. Like, for example, let's keep using the Puma stuff. You can probably find a Lamelo right now on sale on Footlocker.com for like seventy-five bucks, ninety bucks. Yeah. Um, they probably retail. I think one forty. Um, even. Not even. All the Dame stuff goes on sale. This 
cannot go on sale really they're trying to bridge an ocean there has to be a premium on that i mean there neatly is a premium to export so i don't know my trade laws that much but i'm pretty sure there's a higher fuck i'm not even gonna try to go down that alley no 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 i was but, gonna say if there's a lewis yeah. lid of this podcast it's you yeah, right? <laughs> no but, but they have to have they have to charge that price point they can't put that shoe on sale and the same way ons like Mike's Cloud Monster there is $170. That's a pretty expensive shoe when you can get uh, like a, a Peg 39 or a Peg 40 for like $70, $69 on Nike.com on whatever app deal there's going on right now. Yeah. So like incumbents, right? That's somebody coming into a battle, an incumbent. Yes. Um, they, they have to They have to charge top dollar. You have to... You have to be not just aspirational, but a pre- you have to have a premium price point to match your premium differentiator from the Nikes, Adidas, Pumas of the world. Yeah, uh, I will. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, apologies. The incumbent is the existing party. So that's the Nike basketball. That's the Jordan. Ah. <laughs> Mike, make a mistake. Join us in the. I know. I was like, God dang it. Uh, so, question though, because I don't. Clearly, I'm not any kind of lawyer or anyone role versed in economics of how we move things but and i thought you were harvey specter i mean you know we look alike uh <laughs> um but all the stuff that nike adidas these brands make a lot of these things overseas anyway could we see that because it's not this back forth back forth kind of thing because they're actually starting in china and then shipping over could we see competitive pricing especially if they get like a let's say they get a dick sporting wear or sporting goods they get a contract with them to be the you know, prime supplier of the, you know, Shockwave or the Kyrie products, or, you know, if Foot Locker survives long enough to get the, you know, Kyrie signature, why wouldn't we be able to see it at a decent price? Because, I mean, look at it. It is. I don't know. Not like, I would say you can't, though. With basketball shoes, we're used to a cheap We're all being Art Vandalay from a, Seinfeld. Uh, <laughs> well, you're looking at a freaking, what is it, the GT Hustle 2. I mean, 170 bucks off the rip. It's a, in lack of better words, it's a team basketball shoe. I mean, there's technology in it, not nothing bad about it. But we're looking at 170 bucks off the rip. That's not even a sig. Now we're gonna get into shoes with less technology. I mean, we're looking at Lucas and Jaws, 140, 150, so on and so forth. I feel like they would be able to. They're, they're gonna try to push it in America. That's why they. That's why they got Kyrie. So the goal is to get it here and to sell it. So I would assume we're gonna be looking at between a 150, 200 dollar price point. I wouldn't see much more than that. Way of way, they didn't push it the right way. They don't have it in stores. But from what I'm seeing, Anta's trying to make that leap to to be the next Puma like disrupting, be the next New Balance disrupting basketball. But I think the big difference here is that disruptor usually comes with an athlete that is on the cusp of it, their ascendancy. Like they haven't <laughs> had that moment yet. The yeah. thing that's interesting about this particular case study is Kyrie is an established product. We know who he is. Kyrie is Kyrie. We know what to expect. And that's the thing I'm most interested in is seeing like, how does this work when you have an established person? Because you may not think he's a top 15 player, but he's a top 10 player in terms of popularity and just brand awareness. Oh, facts. hundred percent. Pretty is off the roof, out the roof. So, Mike bringing up the Luca 2. Luca 2 has full-length Formula 23 foam. I believe okay. Formula 23 foam debuted uh, three models ago. Um, yes, that sounds about not right. Even, it's basically um, React. <laughs> uh, yeah, right? I mean, the isoplate foot frame, which is mm-hmm. just a launch pad from the old Mellow stuff. 
Um, it's a carbon fiber shank that every shoe mm-hmm. company in the world across every division uses now. So at 130, oh, and don't forget that Cushlon 3.0 um, for 130 dollars. <laughs> I won't. I can't say the Luca two is more technologically advanced than the $96 Shockwave 5. Or yeah. I bet you the Kyrie Anto 1 at $140, $10 more. I bet you that she will have more tech, $10 more tech than the Luca 2. The Luca yeah. 2, you're paying for Luca, but above that, you're paying for Mike Jordan. Mike Jordan yeah. doesn't make $52,000 a second or whatever the crazy statistic is. Wild. By, you know, whatever it is, he doesn't make that by... As a Ma- infamous yeah. internet meme once said, yeah. fuck them kids. I was like, this right. immediately what I thought of. <laughs> but, right. so, I, in, me and my buddies were having a conversation the other day about just signature shoes and how they seem pretty low on tech for the newcomers. Only person I've probably seen, I feel like have the most tech, and it's, I think it's all based on how long you're playing during the season, Jason Tatum. I think he has the most tech in his shoe right now, which I think the price probably reflects it. Is he 140, mm-hmm. 150? Nah, I mean... LeBron, LeBron gets all the bells. No, LeBron no, no, has no, no. He's action. canceled out. He's canceled out. No, 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 no. LeBron doesn't count. LeBron, KD don't count. They've made their, their, their grandfather. Then I'm talking about the new people. Uh, oh, new people. Okay. Yeah, I'm talking about strictly new. Now, Fuck. the reason I say that is because as you look, you know, the more time you get on the court, the more popular getting. Seems like they're putting more tech in those shoes. And I could be wrong. That could just be just a coincidence. But. When I circle back to another shoe that has no player behind it, it's the shoes I've, I've been wearing from that brand series player only. They are produced in China. They ship overseas. The shoe's 180 bucks. Same exact tech that's in that Kobe 8 Pro Tro. They're able to get it to their consumers for 180 bucks. So if Ant is a bigger company, bigger infrastructure, can get that shoe to America to consumers for 180 bucks or less, I think they're going to have a winner if Kyrie does what he's supposed to oh, for. That's tough because, I mean – the series player only stuff looks great. I am, I'm at the hard zero on that personally, <laughs> just because. I mean, only because it, it. When you have no tie-in, it applies to everybody. But when you have no tie-in, it also kind of applies to no one. So it's it's tough. But Both they do prices only. Price yeah, no. Only, though. They pack that. They jam that in. Jordan, Nike, Puma, Adidas, New Balance with Kawhi and. The wavy three stuff they're doing with Jamal Murray, they mm-hmm. know that people are paying for Jamal Murray. They're not paying for oh, fucking 100%. fresh, fresh foam 100%. five. They're paying for Dame, <laughs> Dame line. Well, Dame line is dirt cheap though. Dame line uses bounce and is like mm-hmm. less than a hundred bucks a lot of the time. I mean, the Harden line is really just using Boost, which is going on like how many years old now? Yeah, um, they're trying so, a freaking premium for a Harden right now. It's crazy. This is. It's a really interesting time because New Balance is really popular because their shoes are techy, right? Mm-hmm. But they're they're comfortable. Ons a tech shoe, Solomon a tech shoe, Asics a tech shoe, Saucony a tech shoe, on uh, the Vimero right now a tech shoe. Mm-hmm. Um, I would even push the um, the Hot Steppa, the the Glide, not Hot Steppa, the 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 new Drake joint. Glide. It looks like Glide. Yeah. yeah, the Glide. That's a tech shoe. Um, we're in this tech era, and what Anta is going to do is they're going to give you the fucking tech you're looking for, and mm-hmm. they're going to give you a top 10 popularity athlete. So yep. it's like Dame's great. Dame has popularity in the Northwest. Dame is not a top 10 popularity player in the NBA, definitely not in the world. And Adidas <laughs> is a global brand. So there's like mm-hmm. the, that, that stuff, right? Yeah. Then you have LeBron and Nike where they're both up here, right? LeBron and mm-hmm. uh, uh, 
I mean, KD and Nike both up here. James Harden and Adidas. I would say more like, you know, James Harden's a little lower, but Adidas is top tier. Anta's yeah. giving you like a medium low brand where they have the a tech, recognizable athlete. And you just got to put the shoe on. I'm saying all this, you just got to put the shoe on. I did not want to wear ons until I just put the shoe on and, and saw what they did for my feet. This Anta is going to be just like, bro, you mess with Kyrie, you like the way it look, just put the shoe on. See it. Just, and that's going to be the pitch. And, and that's a, it's a good pitch. It's a strong pitch. We're in a time now where people are looking. Maybe they're sick of being burnt by Nike so many times. Maybe they're sick of Kanye and how Adidas is being ran. Maybe they're just sick of various, for various reasons, of big brand, big people popular North American now, brands. Yeah. yeah. So people this has a real, real chance right now to be a new incumbent at the right time. It could be the right place, right time, because the S Carter was the wrong place at the wrong time. Like the Reebok, <laughs> Nike was too like there was too much singularity, and Reebok was hot in the early 2000s too. Well, not really. Huh? They were at the RBK phase, but basically they tried G Unit, they tried Sean Carter, was not working. This Wait, though, I've been calling it Gun It the whole time. Gun It. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like Chris Webber and Dada, they tried. People have tried. But, and I, mean, I think thing, now is ahead, the time yeah. to try. No, yeah. but I'll say now is the time yeah. to try and succeed. Now is the time to try and succeed because to your point, and I'll wrap this up, all those things you mentioned are a brief footnote in the timeline that is sneaker history. Shameless plug. Please like, hey. rate, subscribe. I hope Kyrie's the one that does it because then, in a way, it shows not only a statement of intent from Anta, it also shows some brilliant forecasting because ultimately it is going to come down to that sweet science that Robbie mentioned where it's going to have to capture lightning at the right time at the right time or at the right time at the right place in the right bottle. And if there's one guy to circumvent any sort of expectations of normalcy, it's Kyrie. So that's mm -hmm. why I think there may be a chef's kiss in all of this if we're in the correct timeline. I'm just going to see, man. I think it, right now, is the, I mean, Robbie said it best. It's just, this is the right time to strike because it seems like people who are taking the the leap of faith to jump into sneakers or different types of sneakers right now, they're succeeding. I haven't, I haven't heard of about a terrible crash and burn yet from anyone from New Balance jumping back into basketball. Uh, hell, we're about to have Skechers in basketball. If you guys have seen that. Yeah. Uh, Skechers in everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but you know what I'm saying? Like, this is the perfect time because people are just so, again, if it could be brand fatigue of just seeing the same things over and over again, again, tired of getting burned by certain brands, but it's just one of those things where this is going to be the time to strike. Even if you don't become the big boy in the sandbox, you're still going to have your own little corner to, to plan because you're going to have those people who are loyal to the change, loyal to your, your player, the brand at a certain point. And that goes, I mean, I think on and Solomon are two perfect examples. All they're not basketball shoes. They found their little foothold, and they are holding on to it. Like I see more people wearing those two running shoes or hiking shoes than I would see anybody wearing an ACG or a. I mean, I don't look at you know people when I'm running. I don't look at their feet when I'm running, but I see more ons than I do see Pegasus. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's and that's probably just well, what I see. But I so, feel like I mean, people. Oh, go ahead. No, I mean that's that's a fantastic. I love that point because the Pegasus. And Nike is a running company at its heart, but Nike mm -hmm. does it special. Outside, like, the top-end $200 shit, the Pegasus is not a competitive running shoe in the running market. You read any yeah. runner's guides, what are the top five best running shoes? The Pegasus and Vimero 16, they're not on that list. No. 
the ons are the, the those Oka's. foothold Oka's, grabbing yeah. brands. Yeah, those foothold grabbing brands are there. They're fitting the real need. And just put the shoe on, that applies to every brand outside of really two situations in, mo in modern memory. Um, big baller brand completely, completely destroying, on. completely <laughs> destroying. But I mean, I'm bringing this up because that shoe allegedly probably ended Lonzo's career. I was going to say, and then, career as well. And then this is not, it's a, it's a ex definition of a one-off. The Zion blowing out at Duke. Those are the only yeah. two times I've heard of a, a technical shoe across any real sport. And Zion didn't really get hurt. Um, yeah. Failing. I've never, I've never ran in, I ran in probably 10, 15 different models of ons. I've never had a window crush or blow out. I've never yeah. had, uh, I've never had a LeBron Air Max window blow out on me. This shoe brands, they don't fail. So if you're afraid like, oh, that Anta stuff is inferior to Nike because yada yada told me so, or I've been so conditioned to think it's inferior to Nike. People aren't blowing their fucking feet out wearing answers. It's like, yeah, it's a solid. It's a solid. I never worn it either, Zion so I can't say. Anyway, either way, like you're not you're not 200 pounds flying no, 40 feet in the air. You know, <laughs> but but in 2023, the homogenization of tech. Everybody has their foam. Everybody has mm -hmm. this. Everybody has their knit. Everybody something. has their flight plates. Everybody has their own takes on really the same core principles. Could the same core principles work for fucking human feet? So it's like. Yeah. The answer's it's probably gonna work. It's probably gonna be good. Do you hate Kyrie? Yes or no? Are you willing to try something new? Yes or no? And I think that's kind of the <laughs> that's the, the entry. Put out. <laughs> yeah. Or and, and do you want to spend a hundred dollars? Like those yeah. are the three the trident spears, um, of of how this shoe will or will not work for you. Do you like the player? Do you like the shoe? Do you want to spend the money? Yep. Agreed. Yep. Agreed. 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 Should we just end so, it? I feel like we've solved sneaker history problems 101 with that last. I moment. think we have solved it. I did want to bring up one last thing because I found it fun. His logo is a shield. Um, Kyrie can be pretty defensive. That's why I wanted to bring that up. But um, <laughs> at the, the root of it, on the court. yes, on the court. Yes. Yeah. No, not very defensive on the court. Um, <laughs> so no. <laughs> The, there's um, there's two K's facing outward, and you can see the two K's with its number eleven in the middle. Um, each point has something like strength, hot word on top. But what I, I'm bringing this up because the bottom points, um, I think, it was his mother, his daughter, and his sister, or mm -hmm. basically family roots. And go look it up, readers. We don't have the time here. We're hitting the end point of minutes. But <laughs> go look up the breakdown of his logo. I didn't think it was corny, bro. Like, they're corny hot words, but they picked the right hot words. They broke yeah. it all down right. It worked, man. Like, after this conversation and seeing it, we'll have to wait until December to see um, that primetime matchup with the Phoenix Suns, Rowett brought up. If they're hitting and he's hitting and the logo's already hitting for me, like, damn. For 100 bucks, I've bought more dumb shit. I've spent... Yeah, $100 on way yeah, more like, items. I bought way worse looking, items for $100. I was going to say, listener, you are listening and looking at the 1992 dream team of dumb shit buyers here with Michael Jordan to my right, Larry Bird to my left, and me being Magic Johnson. <laughs> ah, good, good. I want to be Patrick Ewan, though. But, yeah, you, it, it, it's Patrick. the same point, though. <laughs> yeah. It's the uh, same principle, the office right now, I'm like, this is – I don't need half this crap in here. <laughs> no. But, listeners, tell us um, – do either of those things apply to you? Do you like Kyrie enough to buy the shoe, yes or no? 
do you want to try something new enough yes or no and is the price is the price right yes or no so drop us a comment with those three answers what do you think let us know Ro is so ready to go he's just like peace he's like took so, up and started running he's like i'm out guys right? <laughs> thanks for joining us on this episode though guys if you're watching the simulcast hope you had fun like subscribe do all that stuff he's mike he's Rowit. i'm robbie like sneaker history peace see you tell russ to go on our show <laughs> hey hey nick here again before you take off i want to thank you for listening to the sneaker history podcast be sure to hop into our discord to answer this episode's the last shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts if you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.